Hello everyone, you're listening to Wrestling Menace. This is Wrestling God here, reporting live from my kitchen. Today, we're going to be discussing a lot of different topics on, you guessed it, wrestling. Now, wrestling, as we know, is a crazy, crazy world full of good times and the bad. But what the fuck happened last week on SmackDown? Jay Uso made his decision. He came out, made it seem like he was against Jimmy. And then he hit the famous, you're out. And so am I. Bam! Super kick. The Bloodline storyline has been the best storytelling in recent memory. Like, nobody can say that that storyline is in top tier. And it's been going on for years. For almost as long as Roman Reigns' championship reign. Like, that's crazy. That That's the best thing going to wrestling right now. You know? Jay Uso turned on Roman. Wow. I did not expect that to happen in that way. I mean, I knew that Jay was going to side with Jimmy, but I didn't know it was going to be this quick. Nor did I know it was going to go down like that. That was smooth, Jay. That was smooth. And the and the way Roman sold those super kicks and was so frustrated at Jay for super kicking him, it was just priceless. The look on Solo's face was priceless. The look on Paul Heyman's face was priceless. Everything was so masterful done. Masterfully done. Like, everybody played their roles correctly, and it was amazing. I had to rewatch it the next day because my jaw dropped when I saw it. But what's next for the bloodline, though? Like... The big question is, when when is Solo going to turn? When is Solo going to finally give up being the enforcer for the tribal chief? When is Solo going to take Roman's shoulder and then spike him with his thumb? When When is that going to happen? I can't wait for that to happen because that is going to get a huge pop, a mega pop. Louder than the Usos pop for when they supercate Roman. Like, the Bloodline storyline, it just gets me excited for every SmackDown. Fuck Raw. SmackDown is the A show. SmackDown is killing it every single week. It's putting on a classic after classic after classic. Like, SmackDown keeps getting better. And SmackDown kind of been better since the drafts, the, they, they brought back the little brand split. You know? But, enough of the bloodline. Carlito is returning to WWE, possibly. And that's a big possibly. I mean, he already returned... Um, he, he, he's already returned to help out LWO, so. Carlito is definitely underrated. He's underrated. 
I don't see why a lot of people compare him to Razor Ramon. I feel like he he's he's his own gimmick. Like who else grabs an apple and spits it on you? Like that's the ultimate heel move. Just spitting on somebody is downright disrespectful. Like Carlito in the ring, he's awesome too. Like he's very underrated. His backstabbers are so clean. Like Find somebody with a better backstabber than Carlito. But, yeah, he, he's a very good wrestler. His gimmick was very underrated, and nobody can replicate it because it's his own thing, you know. Um, He's, like, one of the best mid-carders ever, you know. Um. But he could really do some good work. And hopefully, if or when he does return to the WWE, it's better than his first run in the WWE. You know, I, I just wonder how they're going to use Carlito if he does come back, when he does come back. I, I really wonder how they're going to utilize Carlito. Like, are they going to put him in the LWO? Are they gonna have him few with the the judgment day or something? Like what what's gonna happen? Is he gonna be face? Is he gonna be heel? Is he gonna have his own faction? Like like what what's gonna happen? We'll just have to wait and see. But speaking of the judgment day, should the judgment day capture the tag team titles? And I don't mean Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I mean Dominic and Damian Priest. Should they capture the tag team titles? I don't know. They should. They should. You know, before they think about splitting up the Judgment Day, they should definitely win some gold first. You know, because Judgment Day, they're entertaining too. You know, the Bloodline and the Judgment Day, they're like the two entertaining things that's going on in WWE right now, especially Dom. What they did with Dom, I think that was the best thing for him. I really think it was. And I saw this picture on, like, Facebook. It's saying what hap- what would happen if the Judgment Day dominated Emily in the Bank. And, like, that's that, that would be sick. If Priest did win the Money in the Bank and Dominic beat Cody and Finn beat Seth and Rhea returns, that would have been a crazy, you know, that would be crazy. If the dominant, if if if, if the Judgment Day was just dominant, that would be crazy. But it's not gonna happen. <laughs> the only person that's gonna win. At Money in the Bank, under the Judgment Day, is Rhea Ripley. You know. But, yeah, they should definitely win the tag team titles before they think about making Damian Priest a face and splitting up the Judgment Day. They should definitely do that. Um, But Damian Priest, he definitely does have potential. You know, even as a main eventer, he has that potential, you know. He he's look he looks like a star. He's built like a star. You know, he 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 has he has a decent move moveset. You know, better than most big guys. So yeah, he he he's destined for greatness after the judgment day. 
um, face Damien Priest. I don't know. It's just some people that really don't fit well as a face, and then there's people that really fits well as heels. And Damian Priest has a face. I don't really see it. I see him as more of a heelish role, cause the way he like the way he talks, the way he carries himself, and the way you know he dresses. He dresses like a heel. You know, in NXT he was a heel. Like, I think Damian Priest was only face when he was doing during that Bad Bunny, that during that Bad Bunny. Um, little storyline, but other than that, Damian Priest has been heel. Um, I don't know if he was heel in Ring of Honor. I think he was. Maybe he was face. I don't know. Punishment Martinez. Um, but he's a great, he's a great wrestler. Whether he's face or heel, he's destined for greatness because he just got it like that. You know? Um... Speaking of the money in the bank, <laughs> Logan Paul has entered the chat. Now, I would I, I like Logan Paul. He 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 exceeded everyone's expectations of him. And this guy only had about four wrestling matches in the WWE. And he wrestled better than the majority of the roster, and that's crazy. Like that is that that that's mind blowing. Um, Logan Paul, I think he's gonna show out at Money in the Bank. He really is. But if he wins, I will lose my fucking mind. I I'm sorry. I just can't see Logan Paul as the the, the Money in the Bank winner. Please do not have Logan Paul win the Money in the Bank ladder match. The Money in the Bank. Mr. Money in the Bank belongs to L.A. Knight. It does not belong to Logan Paul. I will lose my fucking mind if Logan Paul wins the Money in the Bank. He should not win the Money in the Bank. It belongs to L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is the next big thing in WWE. Um, Logan Paul doesn't need to win the Money in the Bank. You know, he's had like four fucking matches. Why would he need to win the briefcase? Just to lose it. Just to lose whoever he's cashing into. That's just a waste of opportunity. Like all those talents that worked their ass off for years and years and years for this guy to come in after working for a few months and just grabs the briefcase. No, no, give it to somebody that deserves it. Give it to somebody that the people want to see as the next champion. Don't give it to somebody that only wrestled like that just started wrestling. Like he's not he hasn't even been wrestling for a year yet. And they're already no, don't do it. Please don't do it. Like I said, Logan Paul is a great wrestler. He is. He does some crazy shit. You know, and 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 he's playing his role very well. You know. But do not have him win the money in the bank. I swear to God, if WWE... That would be an ultimate Vince move if Logan Paul wins the Money in the Bank. Ultimate Vince move. I don't see Triple H doing that. 
you know, because the Triple H knows that the people love LA Knight. Did you hear that pop that LA Knight got when he came out on Raw? And he roasted everybody, mainly Logan Paul. That was fucking funny. 14-year-old girls. It's kind of true, though. You know, kids watch Logan Paul. You know, I, I never, I don't, I don't know any adult that watches Logan Paul and Jake Paul, unless it got something to do with boxing. Then, yeah, it's ma- mainly kids watching them. But you know, L.A. Knight is the next big thing. L.A. Knight is a star. He's a he's a good nostalgia throwback. L.A. Knight has the tools, the talent, and the looks to become a world champion, and the mic skills, and the the fans, he won the fans over. He been won the fans over. So like they've been saying this man name since TNA. L A Eli Drake. L A Knight. Like he's he's incredible. Don't don't get the briefcase to Logan Paul, please don't. You know. Imagine if he did win it though, and he would Oh my God! He would turn the money in the bank briefcase, or like Prime Energy or some shit. Like, no, bro, don't do it. No. Oh my God. Now getting off of WWE, let's talk about CM Punk again. <laughs> he recently returned at Collision. Um. He threw a lot of shots, subliminal shots, but the people already knew who he was talking about, and they began to say, fuck the elite and all that shit, and the counterfeit bucks line was just crazy. (laughs) They, They should make shirts out of that, counterfeit bucks. That's fucking funny, and it's true, you know. Um... But his return, like I said, I think last episode, it really didn't get the hype as it was when he returned back to professional wrestling. You know, I think CM Punk is losing his hype. Not all of it, though. Trust me, it's it's still somewhat there, but, you know. I know I made a video on my TikTok that, 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 that showed his botches. And people have mixed reactions to them. I just want y'all to know, like, I love CM Punk. I do. But you can't continue to call yourself the best in the world and you still and, and you you're starting to wrestle very sloppy, you know. Like I understand, like you haven't been wrestling consistently like you used to, but my guy. You're not the best in the world anymore. <laughs> Just let that go. Um, your new catchphrase should be, tell me when I'm telling lies. That That's a better um, catchphrase for you. And somebody in the comments said that CM Punk was never really good in the ring. Yes, the fuck he was. Did you? CM Punk was very good in the ring. Very good. His kicks, 
his knees, you know, <laughs> have you ever played with this guy in a video game? I would always have CM Punk moves in, like, the SmackDown vs. Raw games. CM Punk did have a great move set. It's just he got older. You know, think that happens, you know? Things happen. You're not going to move around the same like you used to, okay? So don't be getting on Punk like that. You know, his return was pretty solid, though. Him teaming up with um, FTR, you know... It it was pretty solid. You know, I didn't watch the match, but <laughs> um, I watched like little bits of it. You know, but, yeah. Lastly, well, second to last, um, MJF promos are too fucking long. I'm sorry, MJF promos are literally like 15 minutes or longer. He needs to, like, trim his shit because no one wants to watch a 20-fucking-minute promo. You know, it was good when him and Punk did it because it was entertaining. And, but literally, MJF literally comes out and do the same shit over and over and over and then adds cheap heat to it. Like, I would rather much see a match then you talk for 20 fucking minutes. Like, even though sometimes it's more entertaining than the actual product, we do not need 20 minutes of somebody cutting a promo. You do not need all that time to cut a promo. I missed the promos where it was like three minutes at, at, at most. Like, that's taking up TV time. That's taking up time for for stories to 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 change or develop or start. Like that's wasting time for matches to go on. Like they need to do better with him having a microphone. They need to manage their time with him. And lastly, the last thing we're gonna talk about today is my opinion. Of Kenny Omega. A lot of people don't like Kenny Omega. A lot of people do like Kenny Omega. But I love Kenny Omega. This guy brings anime slash like video game type wrestling into reality. Like he mix it with wrestling. And, and, and it's fucking amazing. It's dope. I like it. Jim Cornette don't. A lot of people don't. You know, because they call it bullshit. But come on now. You cannot lie. The shit that he does is awesome. It's very awesome. The V-Tricker, he does it so smoothly. Like, Kenny Omega is definitely one of the best wrestlers of this generation. You know? I feel like him being serious is the best version of him. Him doing all that goofy bullshit, he can he can he can throw that away. But the serious Kenius, Kenius, what the fuck, Kenius? Oh my god, the serious Kenny Omega is the best Omega. The New Japan Omega is the best Omega. Like top tier, 
Still, dream match. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. That is still the ultimate dream match. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Bye.